Welcome to Events Heist, the podcast game show about post-COVID events and the event professionals that run them. In this episode, you're going to hear from Tahira and Jen. Tahira is the head of events at the Society for Incentive Travel Excellence and an author. Hear her talk about a strike during one of her events and about her book, Intentional Event Design. Jen is the managing partner at Event Encore. She tells a story about a 15-hour virtual event marathon and her top frustrations as an event professional. Okay, so I think we're starting with Tahira. You've rolled a four. Okay, first question for you. How many events have you been involved in in your professional career? Mm, Let's go with hundreds and hundreds of events. All right, Jen, over to you. You've rolled a six. And she forges ahead. Jen, how many years have you been in the event space? <laughs> Taking on to hear say that again. What was the question? Uh, how many years have you been in the event space? Oh, over 30. Started when I was five. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, kindergarten graduation. That was a great event. <laughs> oh, I definitely event. want I definitely want to hear about that then. I planned it too. <laughs> awesome. Okay, Tahira, you rolled a three. All right. So tell me about this kindergarten graduation. Is this the first event that you guys organized as kids? Like what, what is the first event that you remember organizing to Hira? The first event I remember, the the best event ever was the uh, pool party. That was the very first pool party where we had boys and girls at the same party. And I was 10. All right, Jen, you rolled a two. Oh, and you're up the ladder. Ooh, fun. All right. So tell us about the biggest event that you've been involved in. Uh, The biggest event I've been involved in um, is for hmm, probably six. It's been, it was was a while back. So I'm trying to reflect on it. It was probably about 8,000 people for tech conference um, that we helped um, for a number of years before, before they went under. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Tell me about your favorite post-event junk food slash drink slash de-stress activity. Well, I am a spa slut. <laughs> there is generally a spa involved at some point and a burger, which I never eat burgers except for at the end of large events. All right. So uh, Jen, tell me about your first event that you remember organizing? Oh, yeah, me, I was organizing plays and uh, anything that I could uh, uh, create and charge money for. If it was a a circus activity in the backyard or honestly, anything that I could come up with for a quarter. Have you met any celebrities on the job and what were they like? The highest stress events that we had had a former president at it. So it was a day and a half of every time I would set something up, the Secret Service would take it down. And so it was like a little game of set up, take down, set up, take down. And when he, and of course the client's quite nervous. And when he walked into the room, he just exuded um, his enthusiasm at how beautiful of a room that we had created for him. And it was just, you could just see the client visibly relax and we just continued on from there. So Jen, uh, tell us a bit about your journey into professional events. So I know you did events as a kid. How, how did it progress? Yeah, I know I started out on the food and beverage side of things with um, bar and restaurant management. 
um, managing a banquet team, et cetera, managing a bar out west, and then it progressed into the conference services. So I was really um, staying kind of on the operational side in the hotel industry to service those those events before. What do you love and or hate about events? I love uh, bringing people together. I prefer to do that in live events rather than digital events. I like when I get to experiment and play and see people respond positively to what we're doing. And I hate when people are sad about something and you have to resolve their issue. <laughs> Uh, same question. What do you love or hate about events? I like the creative outlet. So you're always um, stretching your capabilities. Um, I love the daydreaming. So even if I'm uh, working with a client on the on the kind of the preliminary sourcing of the program, it's kind of trying to meet their needs. And then the hate. I don't know. In, there's just some people that are just so negative and so it's it can bring you down after some success so i would say not being able to please everybody because i want everybody i want to solve everybody's problems and i know sometimes i can't do that what's your tell us about your emergency kit during events my perfect emergency kit is somebody else has it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, if i could just have like a lip gloss and a radio that would be fantastic uh, but it's generally, it has d- definitely downsized over the years from, you know, a giant uh, portal of goodies to, you know, you can really access everything now electronically. So that makes it really easy. Um, it is, you know, cell phone, lip gloss, and a great contact list that you've set up ahead of time and emergency charger and the right team. Right, Jen, you wrote a six. Oh, down the manhole. Describe the moment you knew COVID was going to turn the industry upside down. Started off the year very positive in Vancouver with Tihira leading the site global conference. And uh, I don't know why we didn't see the warning signs there. We were already talking to our Asian members. We could see what was rolling down the pipe. But honestly, having lived through SARS in Canada, I think we just thought it was just going to be just a blip on the screen. So I, I honestly don't think it was until June, which sounds naive because we were far in it by that point. But I just think I mean, honestly, people were asking for the crystal ball and we were still talking about going to IMAX in the fall because, you know, we're, this was going to be some solution was going to come to us. And I mean, I don't know why we thought that, because this is the fastest vaccine rollout in, in our modern day history. So um, but I think people were just eternally optimistic. And and I mean, they, everybody was shifting to what they were doing. And, and I mean, it was so amazing how resilient our industry has been the whole thing what was the moment you knew COVID was going to throw things in a loop we had just I was in Las Vegas and I had gone from a conference in Las Vegas uh, to do a site inspection in San Diego for actually a program we're going to operate live in September of this year so it was March of last year and we I knew that was the last time that I would be getting on a flight for a while and you know then the then the crazy began, you know, it's what do we move? When do we move it to? What do we think is going to happen? How are we going to get there? How do we pick up, you know, an entire industry globally that uh, has to figure out what next is? What do you most miss about in-person events? And what do you not miss? I, I, I honestly, I, I don't miss the, the travel to get there and the inconveniences back, you know, 30 years ago, you'd ride to the airport, stroll up, sweet talk them, uh, flight crew and try to get upgraded. Now it's just a little bit cumbersome and it's going to obviously for the short term be worth, but I just, 
I, I have a global community of friends and I miss seeing my friends and I miss, I hate, you know, you're ending a call today, you know, or Zoom or whatever later, it'll be like, bloop, bloop. and then in the meantime, you can't, you can't go to dinner and continue that conversation. So you're meeting lots of people, you're connecting with a lot of people, but, and you're having some pretty authentic conversations, but they are ended immediately by the guy in charge of the, the leave the meeting button. What industries have you done events for and what was your favorite and why? Um, I don't necessarily have like a favorite or a least favorite. I like um, what I'm doing now because it's something where we get to touch so many people who are impacting so many other people. And that's really fun to see how we can grow, not just one industry, but a whole bunch of industries. Uh, I loved doing things for healthcare. So I started my career uh, actually planning medical meetings. So I know a lot about herpes, dermatology, and AIDS. What's the weirdest food you've ever had in an, at an event? Probably chocolate covered ants. That would be Chocolate covered ants. Not bad. I like that one. Describe to me your fantasy event always wanted to produce from a decor theme perspective is an avatar event. So you start out and you're Ooh. in the lab. It's very clean. Everything is white. Your drinks are all clear like martinis. Um, and then you are having very, you know, good, interesting clinical kind of, you know, deep dialogues. And then you go into your, your, it, everything parts open. You walk over your log that's all lit up and you're going into your avatar jungle and there's, you know, blue avatars above you. Uh, and you have an amazing plant-based dinner, of course. And then, of course, just like at the end of the movie, all of a sudden the servers in their camo is war on and they're chasing you out into the dance floor where there's a big party. So are you a fan or not a fan of virtual events? There's a, a, a great purpose right now. I, they're not going anywhere, obviously. And um, it's allowed us to reach more people than we, we could uh, in, in the past and offer some different ways to create uh, engagement. So I think there are companies out there that have actually taken time to reflect on how do they keep um, employees motivated, engaged, recognized. Tell us a bit about your book, how it came about, what it's about. Give us a plug. All right, so here's how not to write a book. Uh, I was trying to find something I'd written for somebody and I couldn't find it. And I thought, this is ridiculous. I have things I want to say. Um, and I was talking I said I should just write a book and so somebody said very snarkily well you know that to write a book you have to have 50,000 words and I was like okay like I don't even know what that means <laughs> so, <laughs> so I found everything that I'd written in two years and I jumped it into one document just to see how many words there were <laughs> there's 80,000 words that's too, you know so I was like okay good I can write a book then obviously because I've written that many words in my life <laughs> so. Jen tell us about uh your favorite virtual well your, your favorite event since COVID hit well there's this amazing event that Tigger created <laughs> um honestly both of the I mean not she's created quite a few events but uh within six weeks last with with six weeks notice Tahira and team put together a site week and just the volume of education and different discussions and facilitated breakouts and, and great participation from a global representation of all kinds of top topics from incentive travel to sustainability, to mindfulness, to mental health. Do you have any good event war stories? Oh, up the ladder. Um, I think if we go way back to the way back, so like 1996, we were working on the 11th International Conference on AIDS. 
it was like literally sneaking into venues at one o'clock in the morning with our team <laughs> to set up signage because we couldn't get it done otherwise. And it was just bananas. I mean, and just that whole event. I mean, you know, imagine we were doing that at a time when, you know, this was literally the size of your cell phone, like, hello, can I help you? You know, it was like, <laughs> it was just absolutely insane. Um, I think we still had pagers. We didn't have, you know, we were, everything went back and forth by fax machine. I have no idea actually how we planned an event in those days. So have you read or watched anything recently that you'd like to share with other event professionals? Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to send that lifeline to Tahira. Oh, good. She's All right. Excellent. Tahira, same <laughs> question. You get to catch up to me. <laughs> yes, indeed. I love things like the great big flower competition and blown away, which is a glass competition. Like all of those shows where you can just see people, um, you know, who have worked so hard at one thing. I think there's just so many lessons in that for what we can do and, and how you respond to those competitive environments and you know if you're competitive or collaborative and how that makes a difference to your overall experience I think those are all lessons that we can learn from awesome tell us about your top three daily frustrations um the amount of meetings that are happening that don't need to happen so if people are just zooming to zoom and that takes six to seven hours of my day um technology running slow uh and so that'd probably be my other two and not enough one-on-one time with friends in person so if you could have an unlimited supply of one thing during an event what would it be this will sound super lame but water (laughs) so for me personally um yes an unlimited supply of water would be good okay so tell us about what do you think the future of events in the next two to three years will look like? Well, I think I touched upon a little bit that people are going to hold us accountable for, for the travel and getting out of the office. So I see some, you know, very innovative, um, almost like think tanks or uh, I know from talking to my clients now when with these virtual social events, they've had access, like the president of the company is playing movie trivia with them or et cetera. So I think there's um, definitely going to be people looking for that access to see sweet people or even, you know, like C2 with the brain and quite a few people use the brain dates, but more of that kind of one-on-one personalized schedule that I can go and make it worth my while. And I agree with you here. I think it's not going to be just a one-off event. It's going to be, um, you know, this is your pre-work or your pre-keynote and this is so you're going to have a blend of virtual um pre or post that complement your in-person experience what's your favorite tv show tv show slash book at the moment lucifer lucifer okay excellent do you have any good event war stories you'd like to share with us I do a lot more of the pre-work than I do the on-site. So, but my husband's a meeting planner and his last event, he had a bomb threat, a heart attack, somebody smashing their head on the marble floor in the, at the hotel. I mean, he was like, by, oh, and the, then he had somebody hop, it was a 35 story building in Orlando and somebody, uh, and it was a known kind of person who was, um, a thief came in and he was on the top floor with on the C-suite floor that was blocked with security. 
and someone came in after he was done for the night. So it was like two o'clock. He's having a drink on the balcony, closed the door to go get some, you know, a couple hours sleep. And somebody opened his um, sliding glass door. So then he had to get up advise security. So it was just, it was his last event um, before he joined our company. And uh, I think that that did him in for a while. So how do you see hybrid events evolving over the next few years? We are going to continue to see um, better integration of digital technology, uh, just in really fundamental. So I think technology should be beautiful or invisible. I think we're going to get to more beautiful and invisible technology that allows us to have hybrid events that are not so clunky uh, and people will start to understand how to better clearly define uh, the roles that you expect each audience to have and to be able to build towards those. If you could give one piece of advice to our audience for organizing events in the current climate, what would it be? Um, I think, you know, Tihar touched upon this earlier with her emergency kit. It's build a great network around you and always partner with people that are smarter than you. Okay. If you could have uh, an event pet, a pet that accompanies you during an event, what would it be? Can I have like Dobby the elf or do I have to have yeah, an animal? No, no, no. I love it. <laughs> it doesn't have to be an animal. It can be a fantastical I'm taking, creature. I'm taking a, um, I'm taking a, I'm taking a house elf, 100%. Okay, Jen, you wrote a four. Okay, and then you need exact numbers, otherwise you bounce off. All right, when do you think live events will return in your region, if they haven't already? Uh, well, yeah, so we're having some smaller, um, you know, small weddings, that type of thing. Um, I I hope this fall, because I I'm, I'm, uh, want to operate some of them, so, uh, but I... Yeah, I think with the vaccine rates going on in Canada and the double number of double vaccines, I think we're going to get back to sizable um, programs in um, probably late fall. How do you think uh, the fatigue of people being in front of a screen all day is, is, is going to affect events in general? That's kind of, for me, that's kind of double-edged. So there's the fatigue of being in front of a screen and looking at ourselves, which is very unnatural um, all day, uh, is going to translate when we get back into live events into just being wholly unprepared to be uh, as social as you can, as you would typically have been for such a long period of time. And it's gonna be that combination of things where we need to better manage our screen time. You know, and like Jen said, there's a lot of meetings just for the sake of meetings, it feels like. Uh, Jen, you've wrote a one. So you are at the Mint and you are the winner. Tell us about your best or worst attendee story. The most crazy, funny, attendee you've ever met probably the nicest celebrity i ever met was peter gabriel he was just the most down to earth most appreciative person gave thanks to everybody that met him take took time to everybody that met him i mean came and sat in my office with me like just so completely approachable as opposed to the same event i was working with um somebody who i won't name whose ego was bigger than himself he had short man syndrome. All right. I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Jen. If you could give uh, one piece of advice for planning a, a great event in the current times, uh, what would it be? Be brave. Ask questions and be brave. Awesome. I think that's a good place to leave it. So thanks so much for being guests of Events Heist. It's been great having you on. 
And if I ever end up in Vancouver or Toronto one day, hopefully, uh, I'll be sure to uh, look you up. Thank you.